class is in session for the black and nerdy. Welcome to the Blurred Alliance University. Let's go. Blurred Alliance University, you rocking with J-Rock? McFly Smith. Yeah. Episode 33, we in this thing. I mean, to be honest with y'all, ain't gonna be a lot of reviews this episode or anything like that. I feel like the year's starting off pretty slow, and there's really not shit that we <laughs> we really want to talk about like that. At least not anything good. So we're gonna keep it uh we gonna we gonna move into a, a little bit deeper conversation this week, um, and I feel like one of the biggest conversations that's come out of this week is the cancellation of black TV shows. Um, this past week we saw the cancellation of rap shit on HBO Max or Max, whatever the fuck you want to call it after that merger. Um, oh yeah, and you know me, bro. I watched rap shit like religiously, like every <laughs> like every week I watched that shit, and I feel like. And not to say nobody else watched it per se, but I did feel like I was the only one (laughs) that was really talking about this shit like that. And to see the response of the cancellation, whether it be on Twitter or just across social media, I don't know. It kind of felt like too little too late. You know what I'm saying? Like it kind of felt like, oh, they canceled another one of our black shows. Why'd they do this? But it's like, were y'all really watching? You know what I'm saying? It's like, I can't be mad at a company canceling a show if the viewer numbers ain't there. And that's kind of like what we were talking about this week. But I just want to get your thoughts on it, too, because I know you started watching rap shit and just want to get your thoughts about that cancellation in itself. And then also how we feel about our TV shows and our content seemingly being canceled all over the place. Um, You know, like you said, Brad, I really don't remember people talking about rap shit like that. Not even like when it first dropped. Like, I don't remember it being that up there for people. So when I seen the, you know, the tweets and stuff, I was like, oh, shit, bro. Niggas is mad. <laughs> yeah. Niggas are mad, mad. But then I started, like, reading what people put, and they put Love Life on there. It's like, did y'all actually watch the show? Because the first season is a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's an anthology series. Like, it's not just a black show. <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, I don't think. Y'all really paying attention. So to me, I didn't think people watched it like that. But we did meet, bruh, at the uh at that party. Yeah, oh boy that played Usopp on the One Piece live action. Yeah. And he was on rap shit. He was on there for a couple episodes this past season. So seeing him was cool and like even meeting him was cool. But like even then, because and it's also kind of telling because we met him at a blurred event, right? So everybody in there was black. Yeah. Black nerds and everything. But the only thing people recognized him from was the live action one piece and rap shit was on at the time like i told you like i literally just watched the episode where he set himself on fire that was the new episode that week and seeing him there i told you the first thing that came to my mind because i just watched the episode was rap shit i was like that's the nigga from rap shit and people only know him from one piece that's not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing it was just a uh an interesting observation with that show being on at the time and people not even recognizing him from yeah. that show. But as soon as it got canceled, everyone wants to be up in arms. And it's like, yes, be up in arms and be upset about it. But we also have to do the work of actually supporting these shows when they're on. You feel me? Not, not after, not after the fact when it's like, Oh, another black show got canceled. Were you watching it? Right. Like, were you watching it? Because I even Googled. I was like, I need to see, like, what their streaming numbers were like. Because if they were high, then it's like, oh, shit. 
That's crazy because I didn't see it. I mean, the show wasn't even trending week to week. Like, I felt like I couldn't talk to anyone about it unless it was like you and you had just started watching it. So I Googled it and it does say it had pretty low engagement. It was, it had about, I say, number five on max rating, whatever that number means. five. I mean, now, because like I said, I Googled it after the fact. So people might have right. just went back and started watching it. But True. it just feels like we get to this spot where, of course, we want to support everything black. We want to support our people. We want to support our content. And like I said, I was in the trenches. I was watching that shit every week and not even gonna hold y'all the second season is not good like the second season really went down in quality the first season i was locked the fuck in i was like hell yeah this shit is so fun it's funny it feels realer like i was like it's cool i enjoy it and then the second season like three episodes in i was like oh fuck this is not getting another season i told you i was like this is getting canceled bro like there's no way this is getting another season because the second season ain't quality i'm not even finna hold y'all like it is what it is and i I feel like when it comes to black shows and like you said people were listing shows like south side um swagger uh all these other shows that got canceled a show called truth be told on apple plus tv right that i've never even heard of i never heard that and it's like are y'all watching me like are y'all really? Because I was watching Swagger too every week. I told you that too, and it was like I don't see anyone ever talking about these shows. Yeah, and just on a bigger, I, I feel like on a micro scale, the streaming services have a hand in that too because they're not pushing these shows at all. No, and yeah, I started Swagger just on accident. I didn't even know people watched it. And I think I text you like, hey, you watch that show Swagger? Yeah. <laughs> like, we've never talked about that. <laughs> and then, like, I've never, I think the only shows we always seen was, you know, Abbott Elementary, mm-hmm. Snowfall, mm-hmm. and uh, what's that show on Stars? B&M, Stars? I think, or something oh, like BMF. that. Oh, BMF? Oh, yeah. And whatever 50 Cent do. All the other yeah. Canons and whatever yeah, shit. That that's it. I don't even understand how those work. I'm telling you, I think that's all we heard. Like, that's all people actually talk about. But all these other shows, like Southside, I only knew from you. Um, Love Life, it's not really a black show, but I started that. (laughs) So, I don't know. People People just don't talk about it. And like you said, it's definitely based on marketing. Because most people didn't even know which rap shit is even about. Or that Issa Rae was doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I think... It's just... Go ahead, bro. It's not well pushed. Yeah. Like, no one pushes not. it out. Yeah, and... Again, it sucks to say that it's like, oh, it got canceled, but I'm not surprised, but I'm not surprised at all. Between the engagement it would get online and also just the quality of the season, and we saw how Discovery was moving as soon as they bought HBO. They was cleaning house, nigga. Like, they cleared all that shit out. Like, it, it's not surprising, and we know how this should go, but it's also not to say that this is right. Because, again, to your point, the marketing for these shows are, are, is just terrible. Like, people didn't know about rap shit. 
people didn't know about Swagger. Like I said, the show on Apple Plus TV, truth be told, never even heard of it until rap shit got canceled and people started listing off shows. Like blind spotting got canceled over there on stars I or mean, showtime, whatever the fuck. And again, that show was terrible. <laughs> and that's what I was gonna say. It's not surprising because that show was terrible and also they didn't promote it. So it was like uh it's hard to say. It, it it's hard to say these things because we want to support everything that's black. We truly do. But on the other hand, some of this stuff isn't that good. Like it's not that good to be surprised when it gets canceled. And also they're working twofold. They're working hard to get the viewership from us, from the black audience, but they're also working against the streamers that they're in bed with to try to actively get promoted. Cause I think that's what happened to Swagger because Swagger's new season was during the writers and actors strike. So they couldn't even, the actors couldn't even promote it. They couldn't post about it or anything. So to cancel it after that, that's wrong. Like that's crazy. Cause Swagger was actually a good show. Yeah. Yeah. I did enjoy it. But so it's like, uh, I don't know. Niggas, it's just, it's just different, bro. Especially now the way they process TV shows, like them shits come out fucking weekly at this point mm-hmm. so it's like you really got to get over a lot of hunts because tv shows are in like that's what people watch they binge it so you really really gotta have a good marketing team just to even get your name out there and i think that's that's where it's lost that because you know everyone's on social media someone's gonna talk about it Facts. like at some point you hear about it but honestly <laughs> i don't hear about any of these <laughs> And I don't, I mean, none. <laughs> like, yeah. that's just how it is, unfortunately. And again, that's where it comes to question. Are you actually watching it? Because I feel like if we were, we definitely would have posted about it. But like, Yeah, because I mean, even like for us, right? Like, we don't really post reviews like that. I tried to nah. for a minute and I was like, I don't really care about what y'all think so much. <laughs> like, people will be in my comments just annoying me. Like, I don't care about what y'all think that much. Um, so I stopped and even then it was like movies and TV. Um, but for people that actively do post, especially TV reviews, like there are people who are dedicated to posting TV reviews. Like that's their whole platform. These shows aren't posted about, like no one posts about these shows, which also begs the question, like, are the reviewers even watching this shit? You know what I'm saying? Like. Because if you're not posting about it, I assume you don't really know about it or you're not watching it. And it's to the point where I feel like social media, when a certain show gets canceled or even like we were talking about earlier this week, when Chloe Bailey was dropping music like once every month or whatever, leading up to her album rollout that got delayed so many times, people were like, oh, Chloe's this, Chloe's that. We love Chloe. We're going to support her no matter what. We're going to do all this. She sold 10K. So it's like, how do we make sure that our support transitions and translates into physical success? Because again, with the cancellation of rap shit, I mean, I saw people I know, like personally, (laughs) talking about cancellation of black TV shows and talked about rap shit. And I, again, I know them personally. They did not watch this show. I even hit them was like, hey, (laughs) come on, fam. Like, (laughs) 
I know you like I know you. You know what? And then of course it gets into a bigger argument of yeah, but support everybody black. So like this is a bigger issue with black shows, which I agree with, but you can't be up in arms about a show getting canceled that you didn't watch. Come like we again, we have to do better at translating online support to tangible physical support so that these shows, these musicians, what whoever you're supporting see success in the future because if we're not then again streaming numbers are going to be low the streamers are going to look at it and be like duh we canceled it nobody was watching that shit and how are you going to argue with them then again the only the only show that i see really in the past like couple months that got canceled have a real argument was swagger because oh boy ice cube son he posts about it now and was like we were number four on their whole platform, movies and TV shows, and without promotion. We couldn't even promote it, and they canceled us anyway. And it's like, okay, now, now we see the, the bigger issue and the bigger problem, which has always been there, which is prevalent because our TV shows and movies don't make white people comfortable. And that, that, af- that affects how many seasons we get. That affects what kind of funding we get for our movies, our TV shows, our content. So it's like, that's the bigger issue other than singling out a, TV, a single TV show that you didn't watch and trying to act like it has a huge case of why it shouldn't have been canceled. Like, if you're not, if you're not actively supporting, I, I, I don't want to hear that from you. You feel me? Like, is that wrong of me? Like, I mean, no. I mean, I get it, though. Like, one thing we do is we always show up and show out, you know, and that's the thing. But, like, are you really showing is the actual yeah. question. And that's kind of where it comes to. Because to me, I don't want to hear you vouch for me if you yourself don't even listen. Like, that's like us. Like, oh, yeah, I love the podcast. But we know you don't listen to the mm. podcast. Yeah. And if something were to happen, they'd be like, damn, that was the best podcast ever, even though they've never listened to a single episode. <laughs> yeah. That's a good metaphor. For- yeah. Yeah, that's a good and, that, and that's how it is because it's just like with rap shit. I told you, I tried it twice, and I was like, you know what? I'm still not interested in it. I'm cool. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Swagger watched first season. I was like, ah, I'm good. I don't really need it. Like mm-hmm. I come to a conclusion, but I watch it before mm-hmm. I come to that conclusion. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's just people want to support it. They just support it at the wrong time. Like when a celebrity dies, basically. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh yeah. Damn, didn't know the guy, but he seems like a good person. Nigga, what? <laughs> Did you even listen to it? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Streaming numbers yeah. spike and everything. Right. That's why I said, like, right. Googling it. Like, they have a graph on here, too. I'm on televisionstats.com. Don't know how relevant or how accurate this is, but they have a graph. And their popularity shot up on Friday when it was announced that they got canceled. Yeah, see? So it's like, yeah, people are going to start streaming it now, but it's like, too, again, too little, too late. Yeah. Because it's not like the streamers see that and they're like, damn, people streaming it now? Let's bring it back. Like, mm. And that's nah. become a thing. I think that's the thing, too, bro. That's definitely a thing. People do do that. Like, it gets popular. Like, damn, now I want another season. Bring it back. And then uh-huh. it's like, oh, yeah, we saved the show. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what people are waiting for. Just to be like the hero, like <laughs> slave. We did it, y'all. We did it. 
Because you be seeing that shit in the comment sections like, yeah. oh, save, da, 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 da. you need to pick this up, Netflix type shit. That's yeah. definitely become a thing for people. Yeah. So maybe, but I don't know. I don't know, bro. I didn't think that show was that good. So that's my opinion. So And, and it's valid because like I said, and I feel like the consensus of the people that watch it knew that that second season was not as good as the first. Yeah. The only person that got good um character that had a good character arc and character growth was their manager. But other than that, like Shauna and Mia became so unlikable by like the second episode of the second season and they just started adding all these other characters and started having them make the dumbest decisions. It was like ugh, this writing just it ain't moving me, man. <laughs> like the and like I said, I watched the whole second season. I watched, I mean, the show's over now. I watched the whole show. <laughs> like, week to yeah. week. I was there on Thursday nights watching that shit. And the second season is weaker than the first. And I feel like that also turned a lot of people off. And I feel like that's also why their streaming numbers kind of dropped off, too. Yeah. And Once you again, lose the audience. Yeah. That's that, bruv. And we gotta be honest about the shows, too. Like... And I feel like that's also a little bit of the problem with reviews on social media or the way people talk about things on social media, because it's one extreme or the other. And I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before in a previous episode, but it's either you love the show and you hype it to like no end, even to the end that you you're using hyperbole, like this is the best black show to come out in five years. You're on that end of the spectrum or you're either on the spectrum where people are like this show was absolute trash. And if you say you're in the middle, like, eh, it was all right. People don't really rock with you. But it's like, some shows are just that. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like once rap shit got canceled, and of course, we're only using rap shit as an example because this just happened. But with rap shit, you saw people on there really in, like, deep in the hyperbole bag. Like, this is one of the best black shows we've had. Issa Rae was in her bag. Like, there's no way this should have got canceled. It's like, all right, let's not lie now. Like, let's not do that. <laughs> this was not a groundbreaking, like, funniest show ever. The music wasn't even slapping like that. Not even gonna hold you. <laughs> like, and it's a know. show about music. So, I like, <laughs> let's not lie about shit like that. Cause that also happens a lot with our shows. Like, they get canceled or something happens. And, like you said, it's almost like when a celebrity dies or, um, like for people with the podcast that have never listened and they want to hype it so much, like y'all podcast the best podcast out, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Okay, how many episodes you listen to? I listened to the first one, nigga. That was in twenty twenty one. Like let's <laughs> let's not do that, bro. Like thank said, you for the kind words, but <laughs> said, it's a music show and the music isn't good. <laughs> like. Like, they had a couple bangers. I'm not even going to hold you. And that's, again, this is where I'm at because it's not a masterpiece of a show the way people are hyping it to be. But it also wasn't just complete garbage to me either. Right. Like, when people would be like, the album, the music, blah, blah, blah. Yes, they had a few bangers. I'm not even going to hold you. I got a couple of them in the library right now. But we're not going to act like every song they created on the show was just fire. Like... Because it wasn't. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> I texted you a few times. I was like, this song fucking sucks. 
Like, how is they getting gassed on here? They was at the Spotify meet and everything. Like, not off this one. <laughs> like, what's happening? This song is terrible. Who are y'all trying to lie to? But, I mean, I don't know, bro. Niggas is just weird. <laughs> they just weird, bro. They just, I don't know. People want to be out there and be like they support. But when behind the scenes, they're just not. And that's just how it is. Because, honestly, if we're talking black shows, Snowfall, BMF, anything, 50 Cent, what else? Southside. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, mm-hmm. like those are like the top black shows that people were like only talking about for a cool yeah. minute. Yeah, so it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, niggas just like what they like and then act different when shit ends. Yeah, and of course this isn't to like disparage anyone or like disparage our community, but. I just want to encourage everyone, like, if we really do like these shows, like, if you have a show that you really like, like, we got to really support. Like, we can't just talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't just be like, oh, this, this gets canceled. I can't believe they did that. Another black show in the dust. I mean, I understand, like, these shows might not be for everybody. Some people might not want to watch a 30-minute episode about two women from Florida trying to make it in the rap game. That might not be your thing. I get it. That's just like, only 30 minutes. It's 30. It's thirty. It's like, I wouldn't even say 30 because some of that is the credits. Word. Those that episodes are short, bro. Forever. Oh, it does. <laughs> that shit fell forever, nigga. No, it Yes, no, it did. That's crazy. <laughs> I thought them hoes was 45. <laughs> See, that's how locked in I was because I was like, it's too short. Like, <laughs> it's too short. Them hoes is long. But yeah, I mean, if it is your thing and you didn't watch, like, you, you just got to support. You got to put your money where your mouth is at that point, for lack of a better term. Like, if that's a certain type of show, you like if you watch Snowfall, like you said, Snowfall, anything 50 Cent made, Atlanta, if you watch any of those and you didn't even give rap shit a try, that's crazy because that's right up your alley, bro. Like, and those literally came out around the same fucking time. Like, yeah, all that shit like, happened. I don't know. And I know people, because I saw someone else talking like, man, all these other shows that, got canceled this is the reason why we don't have great black content we it's like i wouldn't say all that like again it feels like people just talk in in such definitives like they're either on one side or the other where they're on one side they're like well all these shows suck we haven't had a good black show in 10 years but you're completely overlooking atlanta south side like a bunch of shows that we have gotten that have been good. Even Snowfall. Because when I finished Snowfall, I was like, this was actually, once I got past that first season, bro. Because remember, like, it took me a while. I was like, I can't do this. Like, this is crazy. But once I finished this, like, this was a good show. Like, and I feel like people overlook all the good shows that we have. And once something gets canceled, they're on that other end of the spectrum where they're like, man, we don't have anything good anymore. It's like, are you just saying that without looking? Because again, these streamers ain't gonna promote us. The only shows getting promoted, like right now, as you said, are Abbott Elementary, 
The Bear, which isn't really a black show, does have a black lead in it. Io's doing her thing. And <laughs> Succession, that just ended. All white cast. Like, black shows aren't going to get pushed by these streamers like that. So I encourage, even myself, I encourage myself, I encourage everybody, if we're on the lookout for black shows and we want to keep these black shows on the streaming platforms, on air, without getting canceled, we got to start looking for them a little bit harder and stop just saying, oh, there's no good black content out because that's, it's just a lie at this point. Like you said, there's a new TV show like every fucking week now. All the time, bro. This there's new in. content all the time. So we, we got to do better a better job of going out, looking for this content, supporting the content. And if you even if you just watch it and you don't like it, that is your prerogative. You can stop watching it. No one's forcing you to watch it, but... I do it all the you time. Know, if you see something that catches your eye, give it a try. See what's happening. I did try Succession. That shit's ass. I them tried, bruh. Them niggas is lying. Is terrible. I swear that they horrible. are. Terrible. Horrible. That shit should have been canceled. I don't give a... F- bruh, people talk about that show like it is just amazing. Like you said, I tried awful. it. I was like, wow, niggas really watch this shit? And the episode, those episodes are long as hell. Hella long. So much dialogue. Yeah. So much. It's About like West Wing type shit. <laughs> West Wing? Which one was that? Oh, it's like an old politician show. Oh, shit. I ain't never heard of that. Politic. Yeah, it's old. What's his name's in it? Sam, Sam, then you, man. Oh, shit. Dulé? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I ain't never heard of that. But I mean, from the way you described it, just a a political show, like with a bunch of white people, I assume, aside from Dulé, like Succession was te- like I could not get into that motherfucker, bro. Yeah, that shit's not good. That let's see, on billions, I couldn't get in that shit either. That's another like top one for them. <laughs> Mad Men couldn't get in that shit no, either. <laughs> I, could, I tried Mad Men. See, and that's the thing, and like I, that's when I see a lot of people's points too, because some of these shows they get chance after chance, right? Yeah. So like, people will tell you like when you start some of these shows, oh, skip the first season; it gets way better after that. But we don't get that luxury. Like mm-hmm. black TV shows do not get that luxury, no. bro. After one season, they'll be like, you know what? It was all right, I guess. I had okay numbers, and then they cancel that shit. It's like, yeah, no, yeah, because think about where we're coming from, too. You know what I'm saying? Like 106 in part, Martin, fucking uh, Fresh Prince, else? Fresh Prince, one on one, The Wire, Sister, Sister, Smart Guy. Yeah. Like, we had a lot of shit. Family Matters. I mean, Rock. you was popping, nigga. Thea, Moesha. <laughs> like, we had a lot of shit. So, I think, I think it's like I sympathize that, right? Yeah. But then it's just like, we also don't create content in that many categories like that. Now it's either just, <laughs> you know, drugs, <laughs> whatever the fuck Atlanta is, and then now Abbott. Like, there's kind of variety, but mostly if we're thinking, most of the shows that people actually watch and support are mostly like, you know, the drug ones. Yeah. So it's yeah. like. Because I also think that has to do with the death of the sitcom. Yeah, that's Like, sitcoms, they just can't thrive anymore. They can't thrive Mm -hmm. on a streaming platform. Because everything... 
I want to like do a deep dive into this because I don't know what's so different about them now, but I've tried a couple and I'm like, this does not feel the same as the sitcoms that I grew up on. Like it, it just doesn't feel natural or like original. And the only sitcom that I've watched and I've enjoyed in the past couple years is the one Mike Epps is on the Upshaws on Netflix. I actually enjoy that show. I think it's pretty funny and it's in the sitcom format with the laughs and everything. But aside from that, like I feel like the death of the sitcom really hurt us because we saw so many different types of family life. I mean, from the ones you name, Martin, mid-20s, early 30s, group of friends. He's dealing with work. He's dealing with his relationship. That's a niche right there. Living single, a group of women that is dealing, again, with relationships, with life, with their careers. Another niche right there, Fresh Prince, something that people really can't relate to other than the family dynamics that nephew comes to LA, living the rich life, trying to deal with his blackness along with the richness of his family. Another niche. Like, there was so many, Moesha, teenager, smart guy, little kid, going to high school, sister, sister, twins that were separated, but now can live together and go to the same school. Like, there's, yes, they're all sitcoms, but there are so many niches within those sitcoms. And since the death of the sitcom, I don't think we're able to touch. I mean, of course, we have a variety of TV shows, but like you said, the ones people actually watch and support are the drug ones, the ones with uh, like Atlanta with like really good messaging, but also like a comedy, and then like Abbott Elementary. And aside from that, I mean, streamers are like, take your pick. We'll cancel any of, any of these motherfuckers because like, they only watch these. <laughs> that's it. That's the only one. But also, those are the only ones that are getting marketed well, too. Exactly. Those are the ones yeah. they push out a lot. And that's what I mean, though, because like I could scroll TikTok. I'll probably see BMF, Snowfall, yeah. Kanan, and something about Abbott all in like one sitting. Because that's the only thing that's being pushed out. And it's just like weird to me that that's what you want to promote instead of simple shows like The South Side. Or a little bit like the rap shit. Like, it's harsh, but it's not too harsh. It's just... Yeah. It's just something simple. Even mm-hmm. with... What was that? Issa Rae show. Insecure? Yeah. Even that. That was kind of like... Like a sitcom drama. Because it was just her yeah. dealing with all her relationships, her friends, and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it was just more dramatic this time. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what they did with Bel Air. Was it wasn't like a sitcom. They made it more dramatic. So mm-hmm. it can appeal to the audience a little bit mm-hmm. more now in this day and age. So maybe niggas need to just try that. Be more dramatic, but still have that niche. Yeah, Instead of so- just hardcore, take these drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it just sucks that we have to, like, I don't know, assimilate, for a, a lack of a better term, to the type of TV that people are used to and, and are comfortable with. because even. Um, some of the other shows that I got canceled, like Grand Crew on NBC, I tried to watch it. It wasn't my type of Yeah, comedy, that was not good. But it had the sitcom feel to it, and people mm-hmm. did enjoy it. Like, there was an audience out there for Grand Crew, but to your point, they didn't market it. I didn't even know it was a network TV show. I thought that was a Hulu original, nigga, until like, nigga, I pressed play. That was on Hulu? It, I thought it was on Peacock. It was on Hulu first before Peacock was a thing. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, so like, 
But now it's on Peacock, of course, because when I press play, like it had the NBC logo, and I was like, they show this shit on TV, and no, like, and yeah, I didn't know that. They don't market it at all. Like, how do you have a network television show that you don't like? You're just letting it sit. Like, you think people are I just really thought that? Like, it's I like I really thought that was a Peacock original. <laughs> no, that was an NBC show, bro. That's crazy, and they didn't market that motherfucker at. Oh, even I that, really had no even idea. on Disney Plus, the Saturday show that uh Marseille Martin, the girl from Blackish, she produced it. And it was about like this girl and her friends at a roller skating rink. And and it had a sitcom feel too. That motherfucker got canceled too. Again, yeah. you looking at me because you don't know it because they didn't promote it. Like they <laughs> didn't promote it. I was like, Saturday, what the fuck is that? <laughs> And that's and again, that's where we get into a bigger issue. Like, of course, support the TV shows. Watch what you can. Watch what you're into. I'm not saying to watch everything. Like, that's just impossible at this point. You're not going to yeah. be into everything. But the bigger issue is the marketing and promotion of these shows because there are shows in those niches that we talked about. But again, with the death of the sitcom and cable television as we know it, it's up to the streamers to market these shows because if they're not marketing them, people are going to go back to what they're either used to, what they're familiar with, or they're just going to go whatever with whatever's on the fucking home screen. And Pretty they don't much. put us on the home screen. So how are we it's like we're not to big enough views? to get on the home screen. He's <laughs> like, put them in the, in the, like, not to the back, but in the back. You know and it's crazy because like Harlem on Amazon Prime, I feel like is on like third season like, Nigga, i literally found out about that show on tiktok so what the fuck i'm talking about like they're giving multiple seasons to these shows at least some of them that make it that far and they're still not promoting them and i feel yeah. like at that point they're just like we need some type of diversity on here so they're again, letting some live and then they're letting some die and it's like bro <laughs> ain't that a drug show no harlem's the one with megan good and all them all the women. harlem oh there's another one i think called harlem is that like there's something of harlem or something like that Nah, like godfather of harlem or some yes, shit like that the one with forrest whitaker that is yeah a, that is that's what i thought you was talking about no i'm talking about harlem like the one with just yeah well, of ladies that good. are living their lives too yeah like, to your point it's more dramatic right right like, and it, again it sucks that we have to assimilate into the type of tv that everybody thinks is palatable or is more comfortable with and i feel like the streamers and the platformers are just like yeah either make it dramatic or we're not going to show it and again they don't promote that shit that is an amazon prime original yeah i don't that see that shit anywhere not promoted you can play whenever you play a movie or anything on amazon there's usually an ad before it and there's never an ad for harlem <laughs> I don't even know how I came across that motherfucker. I think I just saw four black women. I was like, oh, what's this about? And then just turn it on. Because like, I don't even remember like ever seeing that. And honestly, I don't ever see anyone ever mention that show. The only time I see Megan Good when it was about Jonathan Majors. That was Facts. it. Literally. Like, Damn. Like and even banking. I forgot till right now. So you just mentioned it. Because I was they're, just like, oh, yeah. They're banking on people like you that see... A group of black people, black women, black men, whatever. And it's like, huh, let me check this out. And they hope enough people are like that so that it warrants them keeping the show on their platform. Right. 
But to be honest with you, clearly it's not working. It's like for Harlem, sure, because it's still on. But again, I feel like Amazon's like, we need something because they just canceled another black show on there that I watched called Riches. And I actually enjoyed that show. Like Riches was a great black show. But <laughs> you know what's hella funny? I think All American is like the longest running so far. <laughs> and it's crazy because CW has never been profitable. <laughs> no, think about it. Been profitable. <laughs> like it's all American track. is like going on like season eight right now. <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy because again, once UPN switched to CW, it's documented <laughs> they've never been profitable. They have never made money in a fiscal year, but they're able to keep their black shows. Like what? <laughs> we got Netflix over here canceling the get down and everything, knowing they making billions. Well, no one watched that show, too. Again, because they didn't promote the shit. People didn't even yeah. know there was a part two. Like, people watched the yeah. first part, didn't know there was a part two that dropped. <laughs> and yeah, they were like, true. oh, shit. Because they didn't promote it. Because they knew beforehand they were going to cancel it. I think I always say that, too. Because I, I think I saw that on, like, a fucking Snapchat ad. <laughs> It was like yeah. books randomly <laughs> rapping. I was like, what is this? And then it said the kid now. I was like, what's that on? <laughs> it just went on Netflix. So yeah, it's definitely definitely comes down to marketing. Um, but that's just more so and this is what we always talk about, having our own platform. I think that's also the problem. Yeah. We don't have shit. Mm-hmm. Even like with BT, they have it, but they don't have any other content on there like that. Like, no one is signing their rights over there. They only go to the big marketing streaming platforms like Netflix or Max. Mm-hmm. Well, that's literally it. Or Hulu. Yeah. But, like, we right. don't really have anything to, and like, say, what? like, join us. We'll get you what you need. It's, it's like it's like they think if they gave us their show. It's like doing us a favor yeah. more than it is. Facts. And that's the problem. 100%. Because even BET, like... Shit ain't been black owned in like forever or like ran. Like it's not for us really. And even then, like I hundred percent agree. We do need a platform where we foster our own content and where people feel safe knowing that the things they create will be handled with care by the people they give it to. Cause imagine, bro, like I can only imagine being like a writer or a director. That had a vision of a show and was like, I finally got a bite. Like, Max, okay, they finally said, Bet, we'll give you a season. We'll see how that season does. Then we'll, we'll give you another season or cancel it, depending. You're hyped. You write it. You shoot it. The episodes are coming out. You see people talking about it. Max comes back to you and is like, Hey, nobody really watched it. And you're like, Hold on, I didn't even see an ad for my TV show or like my movie. Like, did we have marketing dollars or not? Oh, yeah, we used them on, like, 500 TikTok ads. Like, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not good enough. That's not fucking good enough. And I can only imagine how, like, deflating that must feel. Like, that show is essentially your baby. You gave it to someone trusting that they would put their best foot forward and act in good faith and be like, yeah, we'll promote it. We got you. Everything. We'll see how the first season does. But... They don't show it to anyone. They don't put it on their homepage. Even rap shit. New episodes dropped weekly. <laughs> they never had that motherfucker on the homepage. 
I would sometimes yeah. have to search. I watched it every week. I would still have to search for it, and it wouldn't be in my continue watching. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. Like, I don't know, bro. That's just how shit is. And speaking of TV, isn't wild with all these fucking war shows like popping, popping? Wild. Like they fucking jumping, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> They're popping, dog. Like, oh, wild. <laughs> like it's crazy because you know I used to watch them a lot. Yeah, but now all of them. Now, nigga, it's like the thing to do is to watch these motherfuckers now. That's so crazy to me. Bruh, like, I don't know. Because I feel like growing up, for us, like, of course you had the big ones. You had the Oscars, you had the Grammys, you had the Emmys, and then for people who went to musical theater, you had the Tonys, for sure. You had the EGOT. Now, I feel like every award show is so hyped up. Like, when did we start caring about Golden Globes? I don't know. Because they like, only give the same shows. <laughs> when did we? Yeah, that too. And when did we start caring about like SAG Awards and shit? Like the SAG Awards come on TNT. <laughs> come on TNT or TBS, dog. Like when do we start? still got TNT. <laughs> when That's did we start crazy. caring about them? Everybody's no, it's like, true. Oh my God. Like they need to win a Golden Glow or a SAG. I'm like, when did these become popping? Like, I don't know. I was shocked. Like, the way, like, I've seen nothing but the Emmys and Golden Glows for, like, two weeks now on my feed. Like, yes. niggas are really excited about it. Like, you know, obviously your shows are great, whatever. But I don't know. They're, like, invested. And I think that's a problem, too. Like, maybe we're just more invested in celebrities, especially with social media. Because mm, yeah. it does come down to, again, marketing. And, like, we always see these niggas True. all the time. 24-7. Yeah. So. I can see that. I agree. Like, just the the allure of celebrity and people just wanting to know every single thing about all of their favorite celebrities. That definitely plays a role in it. And yeah, I don't know. I was going to say fashion, too. But even back then on E, like, people would talk about red carpet looks all the time. Like, that's not anything new. Like, I don't think yeah. that's really changed. No. It's just there's so many award shows to keep up with and so many people winning different awards that it's just like, how do people keep up with this shit? Like, they, I just feel so overwhelmed with the amount of different award shows there are. But then at the same time, to your point, I don't feel that overwhelmed because the same people are winning the same shit. <laughs> like, literally. Everywhere. Literally. I even seen comments about succession from the other side of people. And uh, even they were like, stop pushing this fucking show <laughs> that no one watches. Bruh, because I've never ever heard anyone like on both sides of the fence here, all sides of the fence, speak of the show Succession. Ever. Literally never. Ever. And that's been on for ever. what? Seven seasons? Seven seasons I, of that. And I've never heard anyone ever speak of it. I don't know, bro, because like sometimes I would see it on Twitter like trending every once in a while, but I agree. Like it wasn't I don't feel like it was such a big phenomena over here. Like it wasn't like, oh my gosh, succession's on, everybody get in front of the TV. Like and for it to win that many awards, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Better call Saul should have won at least one Emmy. At least one it had fifty three noms over the 53? course of 
three. 53 crazy. over the course of the series, and it didn't win one. And Succession is winning every single fucking award you could think of for drama. You mean to tell me Better Call Saul couldn't even at least get a cinematography award? <laughs> like, that's insane. It's insane. Better Call bro. Saul is one of the best dramatic shows of all time, to be honest. Like, and it couldn't get one win out of 53 noms and Succession over here cleaning up shop. Cleaning. Cleaning. Sweep it, nigga. Sweep it. Other than the bear, bruh, I was just like, I don't even know what half of these shows are. Bruh, Succession, The Bear, Abbott Elementary, and Beef were the only four shows winning anything. And like, Beef was cool. It was cool. I don't know. <laughs> I enjoyed beef. I'm not even gonna hold you. I binged it all in one night. I really did enjoy beef, but I don't know. Cause honestly, I don't think any other limited series really had the impact beef did. I feel like that's, that's true. A, because beef only has a few right. other people right, to right. compete against. Like it's a limited series, so they're only pulling from a, a very shallow pool. So I expected beef to win everything. Um, but as far as like the bear succession, Abbott Elementary, I mean the bear being in a comedy uh in the comedy category is pretty wild. Because anyone wild. who's watched the bear sure has his funny moments, has his moments of levity where you're like, ha, like that's stupid. When? But like <laughs> I mean, when he drugged the kids at that party on accident, that was funny. Like there Nigga. are, there but are it wasn't moments. like that last. Like you said, it was just a moment. Yeah. That that's what that I'm saying. Shit like, is a giant stress ball. There's literally. no way it should be in fucking comedy. And I know there's a lot of dramatic shows, but there's no way you can't make room. That's just not a funny show. <laughs> but honestly, it's all by design, bro. Because if you put it in the drama. You still gonna be able to give Succession Autumn Awards? No, and that's exactly what they want to do. Like they want to give Succession all the drama awards. So if they put the bear in that motherfucker, like I guarantee yeah. you, I don't even know that lady's name on Succession. The white lady that's the sister, but she's not beating Ao in a in a head to head battle no. for a drama. Ao would have whooped her ass by the voters, and they Easily. don't want that shit. And if they gave her the award with Ao being in that same category, people would have been hot. People would have been like, "Bro, Ao is really dope as hell on the bear. Like, she's really acting her ass off." But you're giving it to this lady on Succession, and that's what they don't want. So they're like, "Fuck it, we'll throw it in a comedy." There's moments of comedy in there, so we'll just have her be in there. It's like, see. It's like, all I game, can't even. Bro. It's all that show game. stresses me the hell out. Yeah, I can't even does. do it. I don't know. I don't niggas can do it. It's a great show. I watch it obviously, but god damn, maybe because obviously we've been, you know, in the kitchen and shit like that. Yeah, that's your, that's the big reason why your spy job. <laughs> <laughs> corner, nigga, out of my way. <laughs> Fuck a corner. Why are you in the corner anyway, nigga? <laughs> Calling fucking tickets. I'm exhausted. By the yeah. time I'm done with that show, nigga, I feel like I'm at work. I'm like, I can't do it, man. 
And I didn't understand either entail, like, something, because, like, people were saying that about Abbott, like, teachers, like, I don't know how y'all can laugh at this shit, because this shit really pisses me Mm -hmm. off. And that's how I feel with the band. I'm like, this shit makes me mad. So for you to put it in comedy, it's crazy, because I'm upset right now. (laughs) I mean, that's two totally different things, too, though, because Abbott is, like, straight up a comedy. Um, And that also, just with, like, the awards being a game, and them, like, manipulating the outcomes and things like that. It's crazy to me that Quinta is the first lead actress to win in comedy since though. I'm sorry. Her name is escaping me right now, but the woman from the Jeffersons, like, yeah, like she's the first one since then when we've had so many women in comedic shows, black women that haven't got a shot. that haven't even probably got nominated for an Emmy. That's a I long mean, time, bruh. Like, that's like, a really long de- time. Literal decades between her and, and Quinta. That's crazy. And, and I want to say, like, it's not a game, but, like, it clearly is a game, and they manipulate the outcomes of every single category. Because how are you not having at least one person from Living Single winning in the 90s? Or someone from even Tachina and Martin or um or Gina from Martin like even Tachina and everybody hates Chris was hilarious like no, in none of these shows she was funny as fuck I'm watching that right now she's hella you're funny. crazy you're she's fun- watching that no she's funny because she reminds me of my mom that show makes me so mad but yeah there I mean there's been performances from black women in comedy yeah it, like, I'm surprised, I'm not even gonna hold you, I'm surprised Issa didn't win one for Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, I agree. We have all these actresses throughout our history that have been doing great work in comedy. And Quinta being the first one since then, I mean, well deserved. This isn't anything against Quinta. Like, she should have won for show, but it's just an indictment on how long they went without giving us our just due. Like, that shit's crazy. That's just wild. Especially if we talk about the sitcom era. Like, Bruh. there was a lot of women comedians on the motherfuckers giving out hits. Especially on Martin. Tashina was fucking hilarious. Pam is hilarious. Bruh, I just looked it up. She was the first black actress to win this category since 1981. Damn. <laughs> since 1981? It is 2024. Damn. Over 40 years of black women in comedy and comedic shows and sitcoms and they they didn't get this award. Who the they fuck even... has been winning? That is a great question in comedy. I don't know who's been winning. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, could they give that shit to Ellen? Because uh, I don't know any other... <laughs> <laughs> Hold like, on, I gotta look this shit who the, fuck, who the fuck is winning? Like, who else is getting that? I have to look this shit up now, dog. Like, I'm since really trying to think. Since 1981. Like, uh, what the? who oh, the hell else? What's her name? Elaine in Seinfeld, maybe? Oh, I love Seinfeld, I'm not gonna lie. Or uh, Friends, maybe? But no one... Yeah, because Isabel Sanford was the woman that won for the Jeffersons for playing Wheezy. 
1981. 1982, Carol Kane for a show called Taxi, Shelley Long for oh. Cheers, oh. Shane Curtin for Kate and Alley won twice back to back. Betty White won for Golden Girls. Yeah. Then Rue won for Golden Girls the next year. Shit. Then Bia won for Golden Girls the next year. Candace Bergen for Murphy Brown won back-to-back years. Then another for Cheers, another for Murphy Brown. They were giving it to the same people. Literally. Like, the Mur- the Murphy Brown woman, Candace, won, like, five years. Well, Cheers was hella big. It was, like, Seinfeld She's in Murphy Brown. No, I know. I'm talking about Cheers, too. Oh. I know Cheers was hella big. Like, niggas were, like, surrounding, like, bars to watch the season finale of that. Yeah, Patricia Heaton won for Everybody Loves Raymond two years in a row. Really? Jennifer Aniston won for Friends. I told you. Deborah Messing won for Will and Grace. Sarah really? Jessica Parker won for Sex in the City. That's not a comedy. <laughs> uh, America Ferrera won for Ugly Betty. Tina oh. Fey won for 30 Rock. Ah. Uh. Julia Louis-Dreyfus won for Veep. Four years, five, six. She won six years in a row for Veep. Six years for Veep? (laughs) Veep? She won. I actually know what that is. She won from 2012 to 2018. That's crazy. Phoebe Waller Bridge won for Fleabag. Oh, yeah, that's her. Yeah, that is Elaine. Uh, Catherine O'Hara won for Shit's Creek. Gene really? Smart won for Hacks two years in a row, and then we got to Quinta. That's wild. And just yeah, that's at- Elaine. That's Elaine and Veep. They love her from Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's she, crazy. She won years in a row, dog. Six I've never seen that show ever in my life. And like just looking at the nominees, I mean Tracy Ellis Ross was in here for Blackish. Issa Rae was in here a couple times for Insecure. Um, other than them, I mean black women weren't even nominated like that, dog. Like, Damn, they had no chance. Like literally looking through the nominees, those are the only and them two, they were in like 2019, 2020. Veep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nigga stuck on me. <laughs> That's wild, man. I've never heard of this show. Like they weren't even giving us noms, dog. They wasn't giving That's black women noms at all. Especially like I said, Tracy era. Ellis, Tracy Ellis Ross and uh, Issa were the only two that even had a chance. What is Emmy's there. base off? What kind of show is it? Like it's not sitcomish. It's like no, it whatever has to the be, fuck that is. Cheers is a sitcom. Yeah, this is under sitcom. So that's what I'm saying. How is that considered a sitcom? Veep is not a sitcom. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a sitcom. It's just a comedy series. That's crazy. I mean, like I said, bro, it's it's a game. Niggas was just out here fixing fixing the table and running it up, nigga. Like, I'm really stuck. Six and- years. See, and this is why, because we were on opposite ends of the spectrum with you watching all the award shows. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch any because I think the last one that really like fucked me up and was like, I'm never really watching award shows again was the Grammys when Macklemore won Best Rap Album over Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City. 
I will never forget that night because I was watching. I was like, Kendrick, you know, win, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is one of the first CDs I got in my first car. Like, I was so hyped for my nigga. When they read Macklemore's name, I was like, off. <laughs> I'm never watching an award show again. I was like, this is great. Like, the fix was in. It was in. And since then, clearly, just from the shit I just read you, the fix has always been in. These award shows ain't for us, bruh. Like, how we got the fucking BET Awards, and I'm sick. Yeah, niggas don't even watch that. They only watch the uh, hip hop awards now. <laughs> bruh. Niggas do not watch the BET Awards that is like crazy, that. crazy because they, they still be nominating like Jack Harlow every year. <laughs> like, what? And they don't even come. I don't even be. I'd be like, who coming? And honestly, nigga, I've noticed. All they've been doing lately is just straight throwback shit. Like, they try to bring back everybody. Yeah. yeah. They don't even, like, talk about the new artists like that. Because it's not the same. Because BET Awards, mm. when we were young, was popping, bro. Popping, man. That BET was an event. Yes. You knew, bro, Sunday, that Sunday, you knew where you were supposed to be. You knew you was going to watch that whole shit. You, you knew who performed. You knew who presented, who hosted. The BET Awards was an event, bro. And, and again... Now, Nigga, that was our own platform. You know what I'm saying? Everything we watched, they would always commercialize a BET Awards. And it would always be a cool-ass host doing, like, skits and shit. See? Having our own shit gets us to watch the shit we're supposed to watch. I mean, even then, I don't even think BET was black-owned. But we took over that shit. and that was That was the biggest thing about it. Because, to your point, even with shit we watched, like, fucking... um, like drumline at the end the the battle or whatever wasn't it hosted by 106 yeah 106 in part yeah yeah and they had AJ pablo and everything and it was like yep bruh like this is our like it's so relatable because this is the shit we live but now we don't even get that chance to even even showcase that type of stuff because the platforms we're on don't give us that chance and hopefully we do get our own platform to where we know again it's a safe space to handle our ideas and our culture with care and we can start getting that chance to actually start to build off some of this shit because <sighs> it's rough out here dog <laughs> i mean talking about all this we're going to get into something a little bit lighter with robert downey jr's comments over the past week i mean as y'all know oppenheimer's up for a bunch of awards they've already won a bunch of awards so he's been interviewed by a few people, and he actually said something that got me thinking earlier this week where they were talking about Marvel, of course. You can't have Robert Downey Jr. on and not slip a Marvel question in there. But he actually said that he feels like some of his best performances of his whole career. I mean, Robert been active for a minute. This nigga said his whole career have come in Marvel movies, but they've been overlooked because they're superhero movies and they're in that genre. Now, again, this made me think because I'm like, I wouldn't disagree with this. I mean, a few actors I've seen in Marvel movies have given great performances, but they're overlooked because they're superhero movies. But what you think? No, um, I agree. Because, like, to this day, I always think that Anthony Mackie was really good in mm-hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um but yeah, no, I think that's the best we've seen. Obviously, if we're, I think the problem with people is they forget that these actors, you know, acted before Marvel. Yeah. And if we're thinking about Robert Downey Jr.'s career, 
you know, most of that time he was in jail. So, like, he really didn't have, like, a lot of filmography like that. And the 80s were really weird. So, a lot of those movies, <laughs> a lot of those movies <laughs> were really bad. Like, they yeah. were really bad. And, yeah. honestly, I feel like with Robert, he was always, like, in the back, like, support role type shit. He never really had, like, that popping A-list type movie. Because by the time he reached that fandom, he was already fucking up anyway. So, like, to me, yes. I agree, but also there are other movies he was really good in. Like, mm-hmm. the Judge movie, I really like. I thought he was phenomenal in that. Due Date, he was fucking hilarious in that. Due Date is funny. And that's what I mean. I think, yeah, he did do a wonderful performance because, honestly, I can't see anyone ever being Tony Stark or Iron Man ever in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. So, I agree, and then I don't agree because I think he really is a good actor. <laughs> I mean, for him personally, I wasn't really thinking about him personally. I was just thinking of the yeah. like bigger thing with like other actors in the right. MCU. Because I, I think, think yeah, because like Chris Evans, his Captain America is the best performance right. in his whole right. career. Literally, one hundred. Sebastian Stan, Bucky is the best performance in his yeah. whole career. Like there are people that have been in the MCU where it's like, this is it, dog. Yeah. Like. Like, you this was role. Yeah. Yeah. This is what you were meant to do for real. Yeah. But like to your point with Robert Downey, like with Chaplin, with um Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I mean right. due date to your point, even with that being a comedy, like even Tropic Thunder. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Robert, oh, yeah. RDJ and <laughs> now Oppenheimer. Right. He's had great performances in his career. But also to his point with Iron Man, I mean, it's it's a story that's been well tread with him mm-hmm. knowing that this had to be the role to bring him back. One, yeah, two, literally. Iron Man was a B list hero. I'm not gonna go to the point where some people are like, ah, oh, no one cared about Iron Man because I actually liked Iron Man growing up. <laughs> like I had the Marvel Encyclopedia growing up, and I liked Iron Man as one of the heroes in that book. But he wasn't like x-men level spider-man level like he wasn't any of that and robert downey jr brought him to life in such a way and i also want to give credit to john favreau for his direction in that movie and believing in rdj because they together brought iron man to life in such a way that no one can ever be him again no if you're not like rdj like say like 30 years down the line they're like we're rebooting the mcu it's been dead for 20 years it's time to get these heroes back Whoever's Iron Man, mm, you not living you not living up to RDJ. And again, that's to the point with like Chris Evans. I can't see anyone else being Captain America but Chris Evans, and I don't think people give him enough credit for that either. Like there are heroes in the MCU where you're like, that's Captain America for real. <laughs> like he really did that, and I feel like RDJ did that with Iron Man to the point where in the comics. Like, yes, he looked like him in the movie already, even with the haircut and, like, the sideburns and everything. But now, you can't get away with drawing an Iron Man that doesn't look like RDJ, because that is Iron Man. And I feel like, again, to his point, with superhero movies being overlooked, people just be hating. (laughs) Like, they be hating, bro. And they have. And they are. Because it's just, like, they just don't consider that cinema. Which, Which I get. But... It's like these people are still doing their job. Like it's not just mm-hmm. like they're coming in there and this is a shit movie. There's reasons why we're going back 
on occasion, like really back to back, no matter what drops, because they're giving phenomenal performances. Because mm-hmm. I, I will always use Chris Evans as, yeah, as we talked about him because <laughs> it's just like Chris outside of this is not good. No knock to him. Like obviously, I don't care. Knives Out, I liked him in Knives Out, but yeah. but if we're really thinking about it, and we're really thinking like push. <laughs> <laughs> He was good and not another team movie. I'll give him that. Right. Like, and we're thinking Chris personally, like outside of this, it's not a good wrap up to where he is. Yeah. Now, you know, the juice came from being Captain America. It's not like he just was Cap. No, there was other performances where I'm like, nigga, Cap saved your ass. <laughs> and that's just how it is. And I think he was, he was, like you said, that is Captain America. Like that mm-hmm. nigga. He he put in everything he could for that movie. And I think that's also cool because it gives you a kind of sense of, I don't know, maybe performing better elsewhere, which I think he's trying to do. Um, but yeah, no, I think, yeah, RDJ really, I don't know. Do you think it just comes down to how talented they are? Or is it like, he's just good Iron Man? Because I feel like, I feel like RDJ, the actor, is actually a good actor. Yeah. I I think it comes down to oh, I do think talent has a a lot to do with it. I'd say like 80% talent and 20% just casting the right person. Yeah. Because again, RDJ was perfect casting. Like yeah. perfect. Literally. Perfect. Like to even the way team. he acts in real life like that's Iron Man for sure. Right. <laughs> like that is Iron Man. Him, Chris Evans, um, how could I forget Hugh Jackman is Logan? He should have right. got an award for Logan, and that's see, that's what he's talking yeah. about. Some of the people's best performances come in right. superhero movies, and Logan Hugh Jackman was acting his ass off, literally, and that's perfect casting too. And I think people, people that get cast in these superhero movies, the ones that actually like really love it or like really love their character, you can tell. Like even because I was just watching a video the other day with Mark Ruffalo because of his movie Poor Things that's out right now. And they were going through his career. And of course, they were at the Hulk part. And he and it was the part in Avengers when they're in um, basically that science lab. And he goes on his little monologue like, oh, you ask, like, how do I keep it under control or how am I not angry all the time? And he was talking. He's like, this is exactly how I felt in real life. Because in this scene, Bruce Banner is trying to see where he fits in this group. He doesn't know where he fits in. He kind of has to prove himself, and he's seeing where he's at. And in real life, I was coming in replacing Ed Norton. I didn't know where I fit in this group. I'm with RDJ to my left. He's an amazing actor, and I kind of felt self-conscious, and I had to embody that in my character. And for people that take that approach to acting, like, you're a real actor, dog. Like, you ain't one right. of these niggas that's out here fucking around. Like, you put your all into that character. And for people that do that, I feel like that's their talent coming through their character as well. Right. So that's why I say it's about, like, I, I would 50. say, like, 80% talent, 20% just correct casting for that role. 80-20 rule. Got yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know. <laughs> that 80-20. Because, <laughs> I mean, no, some yeah. people, like, of course, they're actors that take their roles very seriously which i hope would be most actors you feel right me? but like they take their roles seriously but at the same time you're like eh 
this might not have been the role for you, dog. <laughs> like, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, this might not have been it. But for the people that are so dedicated to that and like putting themselves in that character that have that talent, but they also embody that character. Like that's a, that's a match made in heaven. Even like Ryan Reynolds, perfect Deadpool, perfect Deadpool. It's like these, these performances, I feel like can't, can't go unnoticed, you know? Yeah. So no, I agree. That's how I feel about it. And even Bradley Cooper, I'm not even gonna lie. His voice acting is rocket. Right. No. The, the way that man like, screamed in the third Guardians of the Galaxy, right. I was like, oh my god. If we're god. thinking of who they casted, I feel like most of them were perfect for that role, obviously, because that's yeah. what it comes down to. So like I'm not knocking it. But yeah, I was just curious, honestly. But yeah, Bradley Cooper, he sold that bitch. And honestly, Paul Rudd and Ant Man is pretty good too. I don't I'll know give why. That too. I'll give you that. Yeah. Third I'll movie was that. ass, but you know. Yeah, third movie was ass, but him, him as Ant-Man is solid. Mm-hmm. So yeah. No, I think yeah. No, that is 80-20. That's true. That's yeah. true. So ultimately, give these heroes their credit when they when they in these superhero movies. I mean, hopefully we'll see more um more nominations and things in the award shows but honestly i'm not holding my breath for that shit (laughs) because these award shows ain't gonna change they're not gonna change like we talked about the fixes and they're gonna award who they want to award but even just keeping up with the superhero talk i mean echo just dropped on hulu dropped all episodes on the same day not gonna lie to y'all i wasn't feeling it i'm not gonna lie i was not feeling echo the way I was hoping to feel it. I know we talked about it on the last episode. We were hyped about it. We were like, look, Echo might be one of them ones. Like, it really might be that show. It's not. (laughs) It's not. I mean, it was a five-episode season. They dropped all episodes on the same day. And usually with shows like that, I mean, five episodes, I'm going to get through it real quick. This was so boring. I had to take a break in between a five episode season. <laughs> and I I don't know what it was for me, bruh. It was just I felt like they didn't know how to balance what they wanted to say in the show. Because on one hand, you it's almost like a family drama, low-key. Like she's coming back to her hometown. Her family ain't seen her in like 20 years. They've reached out to her since her pops got killed by Hawkeye. And she's so aloof, and she doesn't really rock with him like that. But it's all about her coming around, talking about her heritage, figuring out how that correlates to everything she's got going on in her life. And I feel like that part of the story is where they should have focused. But then you have Kingpin on the other side, and it's this whole crime drama where she's trying to get back at him she's trying to take territory she's trying to become the new queen pin and that did not interest me i mean the scenes with kingpin sure i mean vincent is such a good actor and that's another casting that was really good for daredevils the series him as kingpin is such good casting and their scenes and their dialogue was really good but I feel like the shifts in between the family stuff and then her trying to be a queen pin, it just didn't fit. Like, narratively, it was just all over the place. And I feel like the story was all over the place. And for it to be TVMA, because, I mean, they promised that it was going to be 
like the Daredevil Netflix show. Like it was going to have the same grit. It was going to be street level um, where, of course, you just fighting regular dudes. Like it's just a street level thing. It's not it doesn't have cosmic consequences or multiversal consequences or anything like that. Um, it was not that it was like a TV PG show. <laughs> like it was like everything they put on Disney Plus, like they didn't cuss. The action really was not that good. There's like three action scenes in the whole show. Like they, yeah. she wasn't throwing hands like that. The Daredevil fight that people were talking about lasted for maybe 30 seconds and it wasn't that great of a fight. Like, and for it to be street level, they introduce her new powers in the MCU where she can connect with her ancestors and has this mystical energy that they did not explain. Which is why I say they should have kept it like a family drama TV show, of course, with her trying to figure things out and everything and still have that action. But if they would have kept it there, they could have fleshed out how her powers actually work. And come to find out, they only gave her these powers because they thought her original power of mimicry was lame. That's what the showrunner said. And I'm like, her original power to copy anything was dope as hell. Like, you could have just kept it like that. But now you wanted to add this mystical element where she could connect with her ancestors and don't explain her powers at all. Her powers are not explained. They just show up every once in a while to help her survive something that she shouldn't be able to survive. And it's like, I don't know. This show really wasn't it for me, dog. But what you think? No, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's the same. Um, I think, yeah. I think right now where Disney and Marvel are at, I think they're trying too hard to appeal to everybody. Because, you know, you got, you know, you got how people feel about, you know, diversity and stuff like that and mm-hmm. not really speaking on their culture when they have a certain thing. So now they're trying to go more so in deep with the native spiritual stuff. And then you got, you know, her obviously being deaf. That's mm-hmm. That's a great appeal to other audiences as well and then you got you got marvel fans and then you got you know trying to make sure that enough people can watch it by it not being as gritty because you know disney is mostly family yeah so i think i think it's just too much (laughs) and then also i feel like with netflix having to cancel these because it's not it wasn't owned by them yeah i think it's also they're trying so hard to keep fans around that they're just becoming more so yes men because it's like Daredevil's in here, you know, you got Kingpin in here now, and then now Daredevil's gonna have his show, and then they said they're gonna start bringing back everyone else, and then it's just more and more building on them basically trying to recreate what Netflix did, mm-hmm. and it's starting to become too much. Like, I don't think they know how to handle that, and I think that's where the problem started it's like mm-hmm. you're you're trying too hard to put all this in and just reach out to everyone because you want this show to be successful because as we know these niggas is failing <laughs> yeah and they're trying everything and i'm just like when you were just saying all that, i was like god that's a lot of shit in one show yeah. and it's a lot of yeses too it's like who said that that was a good idea who who agreed that we needed all these people back in Netflix? So y'all gonna bring back Iron Fist because no one liked that nigga. <laughs> like how 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 far are you gonna reach to the point where you need so much audience? Like you need this to hit. And I think Disney is getting to the point where they're like, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. 
And it's like they're trying so hard to make a profit that it's just not good. It's not good content. A lot of that choreograph was really bad. Yeah. Like it was really bad. And I'm like, I don't understand. I don't get it. And then, like you said, it's like, that's not even her original power. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Like, why is this a thing? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't. Isn't that twice? Didn't they do that to what's her name, too? Miss Marvel? Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, I don't even remember the reason. I'm not even going to lie. I don't remember the reason why they changed it to her light-based powers. But it's like, for Echo, for them to say her powers were lame, I was like, that's not true. Like, imagine a fight, because the Daredevil fight, like we talked about, it really wasn't shit. Like, it was like, whatever. Imagine her being able to mimic every single move Daredevil did. Right. And him having to adapt to try to fight her like that. Would have been ten times better. It would have been so dope. And that makes more sense for who she is. Yes, because she has to learn everything visually. Like, and for her to have that ability to be like, I've learned everything visually my whole life, and I've able I'm able to mimic anything I see, any fighting style, anything people throw at me, like I got you. Like it would have been such a cool stalemate for them to fight and Daredevil be like, oh shit, like I really can't beat this girl. Like I can't beat this woman up. Like it would have been so dope. But for them especially in a five episode season to your point with having or trying to do so much and appeal to so many audiences for a five episode season to do a native American art that you don't flesh out. And you're just like, yeah, her ancestors give her powers. That's what happens in native American history. Right. It's like, <laughs> there's some racist about that. <laughs> and like, I don't want to speak for them because I'm not native American. And I don't know how native Americans feel about it, but just for me as a, as a viewer, I wanted them to actually explain because, as you know, I'm into mythology. I'm into lore. I love that shit. Like, and if you're going to give her these powers where she could connect to like four or five different ancestors, but you don't explain her powers, like, they gave some weak explanation like, you have the tenacity of this ancestor and the resiliency of this ancestor. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Nowhere did you say she has super strength, but here she is lifting a fucking train off the hinges. (laughs) Like, like, that sounds like Avatar. <laughs> like, bruh, it, it doesn't make sense. And they kept doing these flashbacks with her ancestors and stuff. Yeah. And they didn't flesh any of it out. They're just like, here's an ancestor she's going to pull from later. Remember her. Have fun with that. It's like, again, y'all should have just stayed over there. Flesh out. You have five episodes. And you're trying to tell two or three different stories. There's your problem. Like, it's too much. It's too much. Like, you're putting too much into it. And honestly, it's like, you're not good at it. I think that's where they need to understand. It's like, you're not a good TV operating show. Because mm-hmm. they're not that good of shows. I know people are, like, obsessed with, like, Loki and shit like that. Whatever. That's cool for you. But, like, they're really not good at writing television. Mm-hmm. And that says a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think that's the problem. Because now... The way they write for television is kind of how they're writing for their movies. Like, mm. they're super quirky. They're not as gritty. They're very childish. It's like their test runs. They test it on certain things, and whoever reaches the highest, that's who they're aiming for, obviously. Mm. And I think that's the problem. It's like, nigga, I don't know where you thought your core audience went, but it was us. You know, the, the nerds, the mm. blurds, all of us, everyone, the adults. Like, we were grown. 
Mm-hmm. It's not like we were like 12. Like, nigga, we were grown at that point <laughs> when these bitches started dropping. So it's like, why did you stop going for us and trying out other things? Because it's not working. Like, if we think of Love love and Thunder, nigga, that shit was so corny. It was so yeah. quirky. It was written so poorly. Even the Marvel. It was just, it's like, wherever they're going for, it's just, it's like, nigga, that's not our appeal. Who do yeah. you think we are? Are we like a bunch of five-year-olds? That's not my humor. That shit is not funny. <laughs> yeah. It's not funny. And for you to change a character who's already written... <laughs> Like you're you're basically just reading something and taking it, and now you're ruining it. And it's like for what? For who? Who? Who said? <laughs> who said that I wanted her to have some spiritual powers? Like she has past lives. Like she's the Avatar. <laughs> Literally, like that's exactly how it was. And it's like, again, who told you that her original power was lame? And just because you think that doesn't mean that other people. She was hella dope in Hawkeye. She ain't had no spiritual powers then. No. And then she like was whooping niggas' ass. And it doesn't make <laughs> again, they didn't flesh it out because like this show doesn't take place long after Hawkeye. It takes place right after Hawkeye. Yeah. Right after she shoots Kingpin in the face, she's out of the city. And then all of a sudden she has these like spiritual powers. And like I was telling you, like in the comics, she becomes the Phoenix Force. Sure. But that's the Phoenix Force, nigga. Like. And we can't do that yet because y'all haven't even introduced the X-Men and y'all have never done the Phoenix Force storyline with Jean Grey, right? So, like, I don't trust you with that either. So, it's like, I don't know, man. Echo really, I was, I mean, we were both were really excited for this show. And we thought it was going to be hella dope. But ultimately, I feel like it's just a letdown. But if y'all still want to watch, it's a quick watch. It's five episodes. Yeah. But, yeah. I ain't rocking with it like that. Nah. Still love her, though. She's great. Yeah, she... Enjoy her. Tenfold. Yes, I will say. Her as Echo. Um, I forget her name. It's escaping me right now. But I know her last name's Cox. Yes. I don't know what her first name is. Uh, it's like Alakwa. I don't want to... Yeah, yeah I don't want to butcher it. it. But, yeah, just find it. It's Alakwa Cox. Um, no. I, I do like her as Echo. Her her yeah. acting is is top tier. Like yeah. I said, her her scenes with her and Kingpin, both like those were good scenes. But yeah, the whole the show yeah. as a whole, nah, it's just not. It. It's not balanced, like you said. It's just all over the place. Yeah, because like even with her, like that's a lot. Like she has to sign. She has to show so much expression on a daily basis. So like for her to be able to do that and kick ass, that's that's incredible. But as a whole, y'all missing. <laughs> <laughs> but that takes us to to also Percy Jackson. How do you feel about that one? I'm rocking with Percy Jackson. I'm not even going to hold y'all. I mean, we talked about it a little bit before with them casting um, age-appropriate kids. The kids have all great chemistry with each other. Annabeth and Percy loving them together um, and how they banter. and. And just how they interact with each other. Um, I feel like all the casting they've had so far has been like spot on. Like they their casting was done really well. The changes they've made from the books, I rock with most of them. Most of them, I'm like, okay, I like this change for TV. 
because of course you do have to change some things to welcome new viewers and to not alienate the readers of the books either and i feel like they they have that balance right now i will say the last episode felt like a filler episode to me um and it was my least favorite because the changes they did make in that episode i was like yeah y'all shouldn't have changed this i I don't Mm. like that it didn't really it didn't add anything to the story and it also just felt like they were wasting time for the next episode. Um, but like I said, the changes they made other than that have have made the TV show better, I think. It, it's definitely made it feel more like for TV. Um, and Rick is involved in it. The author is involved in it. So I still have faith they're going to pull it out and have a good final two episodes of the season. But all in all, yeah, Percy Jackson really yeah. I I fuck with it. Yeah. No, I agree. It's cool. Like I said, it's a kid's show. I enjoy it. They make decent changes. I'm not like upset about it. No mm-hmm. one's like annoying me. Everyone just seems pretty pretty well kept. Um yeah, I'll keep watching it. <laughs> I'm not like I'm not like over the top about it, but I yeah. think that's because, you know me, like it's a kid show. So I'm just watching it like it's a kid show. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah and i think the first book i mean they have good action sequences in the first book but as the series goes on and these niggas yeah. really like yeah. start fighting and stuff because right. i mean even in the final t- couple episodes uh they have a couple of things that i'm looking forward to from the books but as percy gets older in the books and he really starts talking his shit and he like he, he right. really start fighting guys and shit um and really just pull off some of the feats that he's able to do even him and Annabeth and they start introducing more characters. Like, yeah, it's a good first season. I will say that like, as, yeah. at least this far, cause so again, far, we have yeah. two episodes left, but yeah. so far it's a good first season, a good introduction for the people that haven't read the books, maybe for people who haven't seen the movies. I mean, if you haven't seen the movies, consider yourself blessed, but <laughs> Uh, I, I feel like it's a, a really good intro for those people and it's a good um, return to the franchise for fans who've read all of the books and who are super deep into Percy Jackson like I'm fucking with it I did see some people like I wish it was animated and it got me thinking like an animated Percy Jackson show would have been fire too like I think Maybe not now because he hasn't done anything yet. But once he does like his feats, like once he really starts like manipulating water and like they're using lightning and I have, they have to do all these special effects, like it's just easier in animation, depending. But we know how Disney animation is, so I'm like, mm, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm really in my head too. <laughs> like I'm really trying to picture, and I'm like, that's it gonna look like Jake Long season two. <laughs> <laughs> bro, when they updated those character models, it was the worst thing ever, bro. I don't know, bro. Y'all might want to hold off. Yeah, with Disney, yeah. I don't know about that. But as far yeah. as the live action goes, I'm fucking with it. I'm rocking yeah. with it. It's, it's entertaining. I'll give it that. Like, yeah. I'm not like, oh, this shit is boring. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I could keep watching it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm rereading through the whole series. I'm on book four already. So I don't know where I'm at. I've been listening to that in Harry Potter, so they're all like crossing together. <laughs> all the young adult magical Jesus. demigod shit. 
Yeah. No, for real. I don't know. They just hidden, especially when I'm at work. So I'm Bruh, just like, they do hit. Like rereading it, I'm like, I. No, nah, it's like I. I remember it. why I was so obsessed with shit like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's low key bringing me back to being a kid because I got like all the books I have are literally from when they first dropped. So like they're kind of worn and everything. It's like it's really taking me back to sitting in class like reading this. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. No, for real. Well, I mean, mine are audio, but still, <laughs> but still, still enjoyable. Still hits the same. So yeah, I mean, with those reviews, Echo, I say leave that shit. But if you're hard pressed to watch everything Marvel, because I know some people like you have to watch Marvel to keep up with the timeline. I mean, it's a short watch, five episodes, but mm, it's not really good. Um, Percy Jackson, <laughs> on the other hand. <laughs> Still got two episodes left. New episodes drop on Tuesdays um, at 6 Pacific time. So 6 California time. Um, I say watch that shit. I mean, Percy Jackson is fun. It's just a fun watch. Um, But, I mean, that's all we got for class today, bro. You got anything else? Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube. Go ahead and review, you know, the podcast. Boost us up. Go ahead. Go ahead. But that's oh, all you got to talk about. Let's move. Go ahead, boost us up, you know. Is this a Brazzers <laughs> ad? <laughs> all right, Why is she right. talking all seductive? All right, all right. Anyways, class is dismissed. You've been rocking with J-Rock. Big Fly Smith. Yay! <laughs>